Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 304, air date June 9th, 2018. Parachute and everything else? Sure, I've never parachute. <laughs> what if they put a guy on the radio that wasn't afraid to cut across the grain? A guy that stands up and speaks his mind when it seems everyone else has lost theirs. This guy knows the difference between Bunker Hill and Beacon Hill. He's as red, white, and blue as our flag itself. He's not wacko right. He's not wacko left. He's right in the middle of sound logic. This is freedom of speech in the works, on the air. It's time once again for The Answer with Joe Ligotti. Yes, that's what they tell me anyway. That's what they're paying me for. Hey, it's The Answer Boston. We're here streaming live across the country on Salem's Digital Network, and it is... WROLradio.com. We're here in Boston, 9.50 a.m., 100.3 FM. And check me out on Facebook, The Answer Boston, and the gentleman that just walked in who's trying to unseat uh, present Senator Elizabeth Warren, an independent candidate who is self-funding his campaign. And, again, I thought he was a real nut until I talked to him. Check him out, and we're on this thing. Uh, Welcome, Dr. Shiva. I uh, oof, I had a practice too. <laughs> adore. I, I adore. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's we're on his thing here. Uh, where, where can they say uh, Periscope? What is we're, it? We're on Twitter uh, or Periscope. You can go to at va underscore shiva live. Right at on va underscore shiva. And he can get all three of my chins on that little iPhone. Yeah, I think so. Roger that. So again, uh, see that you're gaining momentum. I saw that you beat your lawsuit there with. And maybe folks don't know who you are because they just knew listeners or whatever. Tell them who you are. Tell them what you're trying to do. And uh, this is it. You got it, baby. So this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Um, you know, I came to Massachusetts in 1981 as a 17-year-old kid to go to MIT. I grew up in New Jersey, uh, played baseball, you know, mowed lawns. I uh, came here in 1970 as an immigrant kid when I was seven years old. And, uh, you know, went through the public school systems in New Jersey. Uh, at 14, I had an interesting ex- experience. I got my first job working as a software programmer at a medical school in Newark, a very hmm. tough town, and that's where I created the first email system. And But, you know, email was invented not to just among a bunch of techie nerds. It was actually invented. My friends in that uh, university were everyday secretaries, you know, everyday workers, and email was invented to help these secretaries go from the typewriter to the keyboard. It wasn't done by the military guys. It was done by a 14-year-old American kid in Newark. I came to MIT. Frankly, didn't even uh, like MIT when I came. I saw these very crazy-looking, you talk about nuts, a lot of nuts, and I said, I'm not going to this place. You mean crazier than what you A lot crazier like? than me. Right. A lot crazier right than on. me. I hear you. And, uh, but, you know, one of my teachers said, hey, you should, you'd like uh, uh, Boston. Boston's a great city. You know, a lot of different culture, a lot of different things. So that's what convinced me to go. And when I came here, you know, I was very, very interested, Joe, in how, because I, I'm a systems guy, you know, I, I, I like fixing things, you know, be it a lawnmower, be it a car, be it a computer program. And I was very interested in... i got a couple of things in my house you might want I'll to... I'll be over. Roger. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, that, that led into my understanding of how political systems worked. Because, you know, and, and so I looked at it from an engineering perspective that led me to a whole journey as an activist, but I also was an inventor and a scientist, you know, started a bunch of companies, created a lot of jobs for people, went in and out of MIT, did it four degrees. And uh, in fact, I'm running a company right now, which is 
uh, using the computer to really go after every major disease in the world. We discovered a drug for pancreatic cancer without killing animals, a combination therapy. But, you know, my point is that, uh, you know, uh, I came from, you know, New Jersey. Humble beginnings. That's Yeah, humble beginnings. And I don't need to be running for U.S. Senate, but I've been so upset with, the, frankly, the people who are who were running this country. The founders of this country never wanted a bunch of career politicians to run it. They wanted everyday people like you and me and others who actually work for a living to go serve, and then you're supposed to go back to the farm. And I look at the kind of people that are running it, lawyer, lobbyists, career politicians, uh, people who've never created anything, who've never fixed anything, and yet they're out there telling everyday people that they're going to fix stuff. These people do not know how to fix anything. <laughs> uh, but they do know what to do is to manipulate, lie, and cheat. Uh, and they knew how to work this system of their little clique of friends that take advantage of people. And to me, that's not what this country is about. That's not what my parents left India. And I feel it's an honor to serve this country, and that's why I'm doing this. So you, and again, what caught everyone's attention, and mine included, I was on the float of the St. Patty's Day Parade for WROL. Interesting Interesting situation, but I would I can't wait to do it again. And I see a bus standing there with your face and Elizabeth Warren's face, and it says, "Only a real Indian can beat the the Indian can defeat the fake fake Indian." Indian. Can I know the fake Indian, yeah. And then so there was this big to do. We had you on the show because again, I thought it was a a great um, slogan. And again, then. I put it two and two together because India, Indian, I get it. And uh, what happened in the city of Cambridge? What happened when you put that on the side of the bus? Tell that story. That's a well, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great look. When you're when you create stuff, you know, if you fix stuff, you create stuff. You're always testing stuff, right? When we, you know, I own a building in Cambridge. I pay a lot of money, almost seventy five, eighty thousand dollars in property taxes. So, again, this is the notion of American innovation. We had a, a lot of local citizens, a bunch of young people who actually took an old bus and they refurbished it, and that became our campaign bus. And others, cool. now others are copying that, okay? okay. But, that's, but that's what we did. And the slogan on the side of the bus was, Shiva uh, for Senate, be the light. That was in Ju- uh, March of 2017. Uh, then we changed it to Shiva for Senate, fight for America. Okay, and that was up on the bus for about a year. March of this year, right that before was parked th- in that parking, parked lot. in our parking All lot, right. and we also use the bus. You know, okay, you use it, it yeah. uh, in our parking lot, right? And then uh, in March of this year, which you went to the St. Patrick's Day parade, <laughs> yeah, I did. Literally the night before, we changed the slogan to Shiva for Senate. Only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian with the picture of me and Elizabeth Warren in a headdress because she claims. Uh, that she's Native American, and that's how she got into Harvard, right? Lied to get into Harvard. So that <laughs> sign, if you look at it on video, went viral. People it loved did. the video. And it, we hit a chord. And uh, mainstream uh, media tried to hide it. And, but the city of Cambridge got annoyed by it. They said there was anonymous complaints and that we had to remove the sign. Otherwise, we'd be fined $300 a day. Now, again, going back to these career politicians, most of them would have done nothing. First of all, they wouldn't have even put a slogan like that. Uh, we did, but what we ended up doing is we ended up suing the city. On April 22nd, mm-hmm. uh, we filed a lawsuit against the city. Um, we escalated. We we asked for a preliminary injunction so they couldn't find us anything during the lawsuit. They caved in. 
they called us and they said, let's surrender. Basically, they negotiated surrender terms. And based on those surrender terms, which included that we had every right to put it on a moving vehicle, they would not fine us, and then they would never fine us for anything like this, um, we dismissed the case. Is it still on the bus? Of course, it's on oh, the bus. Okay, in I fact, didn't know. You know, I it's don't on know. it's on the bus. And in fact, what people can do is, if you go to our site, ShivaForSenate.com, we have a real Indian road warrior kit now. You can get two magnetic signs, plus you can get the bumper sticker, plus a yard <laughs> sign, uh, and and we'll ship it to you all for twenty five bucks. The real Indian yeah. war. It's a real I Indian road it. warrior kit. All right, listen, and and that's what it is. So I love it. We're escalating I mean, the the fight. And it's join the fight for free speech. Look, I stood up there and fought for everyone, and we want everyone else to join the fight. It's a symbol of fighting for the First Amendment. Roger that. This is The Answer with Joe Lagarde. Listen, we give everybody a shot, especially the underdogs. He's coming back. I'm going to shoot some things that we've been talking about at uh, Candidate Shiva, and let's see where he stands. I don't know. Will he be remaining in the seat, or will I throw him out? I don't know. Come on back. And we are coming to you live from the city of Boston, the world's greatest city, and where liberty started. And, of course, I'm an underdog and have been all my life, so I have an underdog with me here on 9.50 a.m., 100.3 FM, and also on WROLradio.com. And, again, I know that everyone's going to think that he's a nut. I did. But when you listen, when you sit down with him and have a cup of coffee or you... You listen uh, to this gentleman, and he's trying to fight the establishment. And believe me, I looked. I looked into him because anybody that comes on the show, um, I check out. I mean, it's, it says I have my name on it, and my wife likes cashing checks. So I have Dr. Shiva Ayadore, who has been in Massachusetts a long time, probably thirty-seven years. Uh, came to school here and just stayed here and loved it. And he's trying to unseat Elizabeth Warren. Now, what I find interesting, Shiva, is that you, and I've said this, and you just mentioned it in the previous uh, segment if people didn't hear it, you've started businesses, you're an engineer by trade, so you look at things, you know, here's the problem, let's fix it, you know, let's move on to the next problem. But you're a guy that doesn't need to do this. This is something where you're kind of taking on the establishment. The establishment says you have to be a millionaire and you have to be in the clique and, you know, the money clique to get elected. So you said, okay, I already have money. I mean, I don't, you know, so why don't I try to, you know, you're going to you're gonna screw around with the average person. You're going to come through me first. Kid from Newark. Where the Sopranos were supposedly from, by the way. Yeah. And uh, he does say it's gravy and uh, not uh, sauce, which my father right now is now pounding his Alexa. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, so. Uh, and we're here with him, and he wants to uh, unseat Elizabeth Warren. Now, is it an uphill battle? Oh, absolutely is. Especially when people just say, well, she's going to win anyway. But if you go down in the street, and you ask, I want to say you ask 25 people. I would imagine 20 of them are going to say, no way, I'm not voting for him, this and that, and blah, 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 blah. But then you'll ask them who's running against her. And they're not even going to know who the, the established candidates are, never mind the independent. And you were a Republican. 
We did. We ran as a Republican, and we re- we dumped the Republican Party uh, because we recognize uh, the Republican Party is not ready for a candidate like myself because they run it as a little machine, a tight knit machine of a little clique. In many ways, the Republican Party in Massachusetts uh, is essentially an extension of the Democratic Party. If you actually look at it, <laughs> I kind uh, of agree. That, with you. That's what they fundamentally are. You have one of the candidates who's running for Senate, a uh, guy, uh, you know, John Kingston, who gave two hundred fifty thousand dollars to Clinton. You guys have a Jeff Deal who voted for Joe Biden, you know, and faked a Photoshop picture with Trump. And then you have Beth Lindstrom, who's claimed to fame as she ran a lottery. None of these people have ever done anything uh, actually helping people in any fundamental way, ever have actually taken something from a startup, grown it, and done those kinds of activities. And by the way, Massachusetts, Joe, what's the number one thing we're known for? Innovation, right? We're known for innovation. Liberty, too. Where it's L- liberty, and that's yeah. a part of innovation. We're known as people who create new things. We go to the edge. We disrupt stuff. None of these people are disruptors. They're part of the establishment. Elizabeth Warren comes from the most important, biggest, I would say the epicenter of the deep state, which is Harvard University, a $40 billion hedge fund, which masquerades itself as a university. I call it a fake university. She's the one who... Really? Why would you do that? Well, think about it. What, uh, you know, there's an old saying, right? The way out of suffering is uh, all suffering comes from ignorance, right? Uh, Maybe that's why I'm suffering so bad. All suffering comes from... <laughs> yeah, but uh, suffering comes from ignorance, yeah, right? right so the way out of suffering is through knowledge and skills. Okay. So the people who control uh, whether you suffer or not are today these big universities, because they control the access to knowledge or skills. In fact, they control what is knowledge, what is science. So if you take a university like Harvard University, um, it's been the epicenter, I would argue, of probably every major financial crash in the world. If you look at any major chaos that's taken place, the intellectual elite come from that university. Oh, so the people that learn at Harvard... Now go out there and you're saying they, they they've are, caused the problem. Yeah, there are many ways. If you want to use the swamp analogy, I would argue Harvard University is a sewer that feeds the swamp in Washington, D.C. And, okay. and I, I say That's this as an insider, you know, as someone who went through academia, has observed this feature. It's part of the military industrial academic complex. Um, Did you and, go to Harvard? No, I went to MIT. MIT. Okay. By the way, okay. what's interesting is MIT is not part of the Ivy League. It's fascinating. It's a high-tech, vo-tech school. You actually go there and you actually have to learn skills that you can't BS your way through, right? Um, you so, say so. So, so, so. so what I'm trying to say is... I've driven by it a couple of times. That's about how close I get to <laughs> Well, you're closer now. Right on, but, brother. But, but I'm saying there's a fundamental difference between engineering, where mm. you actually... Um, have to build something that works. You build an airplane. Uh, you can't sort of politicize making an airplane. If it falls out of the sky, your stuff didn't work, right? Uh, the other fields, like what Harvard participates in, is about manipulation. So you look at there's a business school, right? There's a law school. Half of the Supreme Court justices come out of that, right? Um, the John F. Kennedy School of Government is fundamentally the school that educates most of the CIA and all these guys. So what I'm trying to say is Elizabeth Warren's part of that. Yet she has never criticized Harvard University. She's never talked about the fact that her money comes from a Wall Street hedge fund. So that is what these people are, Republicans and Democrats. They come out of that institution that basically prospers, I would argue, from suffering. They make up science. For example, Warren supported Monsanto. Monsanto is a company which poisons the food supply of this country. She voted to protect them. So they're above, in fact, the federal court system. 
Baker, you can look at Democrat, Republican, they all come out of that, I and it gives it. them their fraternity, their network. Let right? me ask a couple of things we've covered today because, again, you know, if you do make it a Washington, these things have to be fixed. One of them is is that uh, Henry Winkler, who we all grew up knowing Fonz. as Fonzie, yeah. right? He claims that he was one of 119,000 people that were left off a voter, you know, the registration slips. I heard slips. about this, yeah. Okay. You being a candidate that is just fighting tooth and nail and nail and tooth um, to get on, number one, to get into the debates and to do this. And you're, you're on the outside rails. You're not on the inside track. What would you do as a senator? What bill would you file so that this voter, our voting system would would change? Well, first of all, most of this voting system, I don't know if you know, um, one of the companies I built many years ago was to analyze email. When Clinton, you talked about Clinton earlier, when Clinton was in the White House in 93, uh, you know, email was an office application, then it became a, a consumer application. The White House was getting tons of inbound emails. They were looking for ways to sort it automatically. Anyway, I won that contest, and I built a very large company. The Senate was one of our customers. We had deployed across 40 Senate offices. The senators got very afraid of our technology because it was sorting emails, organizing. It was, and, and it, it was basically became public, uh, open access for the public. Wow. Right? So they stopped the use of our product. Now, what's interesting is politicians do not like technology. State, federal, oh, no. they do not like it because now you make government more transparent. Right. That's what they don't like. So when you look at something like voter registration, this kind of stuff, why we don't do voter IDs, this is a part of the larger problem. These career politicians, they're Are awful people. Are you showing your ID? Definitely. You okay. Yeah. Every, okay. I mean, you need voter IDs. You need to basically implement. We have modern technology today. You implement technologies. This kind of stuff, 120,000 uh, people being lost and not on the rolls, this is a function of politicians keeping stuff in archaic systems so – uh, you I'll can agree. do this kind of manipulation. I mean, we still do. I mean, you know, we have to go get nomination signature forms, right? It's done on paper. Why not right? online? Why isn't it online? Why isn't it voter ID? Wow, I never thought Right. Of that. So the whole structure of this is done by a bunch of people who want to preserve their power. And that is why people voted for Donald Trump. People voted for Trump. Forget Trump as a person. They were tired of the entire right. establishment. They're tired of the racket. They were tired of the Clintons. They were tired of the entire scummy process. And I would argue a lot of that scumminess, the architecture of that starts here. Again, I say uh, out of the intellectual elite in Boston, Massachusetts. All right. And I, I, again, I so like what I'm it. Saying, I'm saying you need, this is, in a, this is technology right. 101. And now we now say here in Massachusetts that you have to get two licenses. One's a federal ID to prove you live here, you being an immigrant, the the legal kind of immigrant that had a scratch and claw like my family did uh, to get a piece of the American dream. But what do you feel about this? Shouldn't just people that weren't born here have to go for these federal IDs? I'm third generation. Yeah, I, I'm saying, the again, this comes back to... The Republicans and Democrats, both of them, have exploited illegal immigration. They live off of it. I want to repeat that. Both parties have exploited illegal immigration. I'll agree. These guys should be – the Congress is the one who creates laws. You know, they attack Trump for enforcing the law. 
He's not supposed to create the law. Congress is. It's Civics 101. They should be, we should not let them out of Congress. They should not be taking vacations. They should be in there figuring out what the solution is. And there are solutions. There are many solutions. Well, they canceled the August recess as of yesterday. Mitchell that was Trump. a good thing. That was a beautiful that, thing. That was a beautiful thing. If they do something if with they the do, time. Right. But that's, yeah. that's their job. That's why they get paid. That's I'll why agree. you go in for one, you know, you can, get a, you can go in there for two years and you get a pension. Well, do, do your job. But remember, these guys aren't uh, have a history of working hard. They don't wake up, have to do a job. They don't have deadlines. And that's, that's why we need people like me. We need people like myself who have actually served people, who have had to deliver, mm-hmm. who have had to work hard, who are like everyone else listening on this phone. All of us who are listening here, we have to get up and do a job. And if we don't deliver, we get fired. We don't bring I'll agree home, with that, et cetera. Yeah. And, th- and we need to bring that fairness back. So we need to vote all of these career politicians out. I, the, everybody says it. Remember in November, but then when November comes, everyone has amnesia. I think things. Or I, th- I, I, you know, we're out there. I would say a lot of people have, you know, yep. are, are recognizing that we what need. What would change. you do with your paycheck? You say you don't need the money. Would oh, you donate it? Yeah, I mean, my views. I'm asking. Yeah, my views. I don't think you know I should be taking money from the government when when this government has given me so much. I wouldn't take a federal paycheck. Love it. Yeah, I love it. So you just heard that, uh, you know. Uh, so again, would. To you, would do you believe that these, you know, Congress should be a part-time job like it used to be? Everybody just convenes, you know, once a month or maybe once every couple months when the, the docket gets full. Vote on laws, create laws, right? Instead of just going around yeah, kissing I, babies. Yeah, def- definitely. I think the bottom line is there's a much more efficient way to run this where you are doing this because it's not your source of income. You're doing this to serve. And I love you go it. back to the farm, period. we got a couple more things to talk to uh, Shiva about, and then uh, we'll be right back on the answer. Kind of an interesting guy, isn't he? Okay, 9.50 a.m., 100.3 FM. This is The Answer with Joe Lagotti. Here every day, 4 to 7 Eastern Standard Time. And I say that because, believe it or not, hey, Ma, look, no hands. No, we're streaming live on Salem's Digital Network across the country. So right now you're being heard all over. I'm I'm very proud to say, and I'm not a brag guy, Shiva, uh, like you, but um, we are now have gotten calls from 14 states. So that's kind of cool. That's great. Awesome. You know what I mean? I mean, everyone knows the other fella, but Joe Lagarde's doing what he can. So Shiva Ayodori is running against Elizabeth Warren as an independent, the independents in this state, or the unenrolls, or whatever you want to call them, the people that don't want to pick a party, are the largest amount of voters in this Commonwealth. So technically, Shiva was in the Republican Party, didn't like it, said, look, I'll do it on my own. Second, if you like Donald Trump, I don't know, this guy is kind of Donald Trump, and I'm not trying to embarrass him he's been a very successful businessman he's got a a lot of money he's self-funding his campaign he's already said on this program last segment that he will not take a dime if he's elected to the senate i don't need the money and i feel that i owe the american people in america my life because when i came here they accepted me and allowed me to make what i am today Kind of what you said? Yeah, that's the bottom line. Look, when, when I came here from India, the people of this country embraced me. And, and, the people, and those people were everyday people. We're talking about school teachers. 
We're talking about people who allowed me to mow their lawns, you know, people mm-hmm. uh, in the summer, uh, painters who taught me how to paint, you know, really? houses. So, you know, I grew up learning a lot of skills, man, you know, carpentry, et cetera. So I was very, so very fortunate. you understand the w- Joe and Susie lunchbox that are driving home now because it, it, they work 12 hours? Yeah, I mean, anyone should just go to New Jersey, Patterson, Clifton, Persephone. You know, the last th- three years, I, w- I went to a, you know, Livingston High School. But my entire life, you know, the, the people that I come from, be it, even in India, my, my grandparents are poor village farmers to the same everyday working people of this country who work their butt off to make ends meet. My parents work their butt off. My my. Uh, my mom worked all the way until when she was 72 years or get up at 4 in the morning or work until midnight. My dad, too. Uh, yeah. He just retired at 75. Yeah, so I value... And kicking phys- and screaming he went, too. He didn't want right. to retire. He loved getting up, but go ahead. I'm talking about people who work for a living, who value labor, who are hardened by work, who know integrity. You know, when we say only a real Indian can defeat the fake Indian, this is not about identity. This is about integrity. This is about a woman who takes advantage of... You know, affirmative action. We're, and, and then it, you peel away the layer and you look at all of these politicians. They have made it the rule that it's okay to lie, it's okay to cheat, that that's a way of being. And I don't think that's what this country is about. I'll and agree. I think people are tired of that. And I think people want people who are there to serve and mm-hmm. value the immense value that this country gives to everyone every day. That's why I think when you talked earlier about illegal immigration, why, are we, why is this even an issue? I, I don't understand, and, and the manipulation people can do to wrap things around in very beautiful-sounding words, right? And that's what politicians do. They have branding people, consultants, who wrap things around. Sanctuary city. What, what is me, that? To me, it's a plantation of taking advantage of illegal immigrants. That's what it really is. Well, it's not legal. It's, it's, yeah, and, and it's a plantation so you can bring in and you can lower wages. That's what it's about. So they lower wages right. when even in Massachusetts alone, for every 17 high-tech job openings, only one person is skilled. That's ridiculous. Okay. So what, what kind of education are we giving our people who don't even have skilled jobs to earn a very good wage? So you're, on the one hand, you're supporting illegal immigration. You're making, um, uh, convincing people that they need to go to these very high-end colleges, which don't really train them with any substantive education. And then they're leaving them with massive predatory student loans. That's what Elizabeth Warren's about. Republicans and Democrats are about that. And let me ask this question here because something just popped into my mind. You own businesses and you employ folks, okay? We create. In fact, the, okay. new, no, the new company we've started, it's a company that spins out companies. So it's an, it's an innovation company. All right. So, and it's helping other people start new companies. What if, what if you're like me and I have a union card still, pay my dues, 34-year member of Local 25 and a dear, dear friend, Sean O'Brien. You sit down with the head of the Teamsters Union, the most powerful and greatest union in my mind. I mean, there were other great ones, too. What do you say to him? He's back in Elizabeth Warren. And how do you feel about, you're a business guy, rich guy. What about unions? Do they have a spot? Well, here's here's my view. Look, I... uh uh, the, the unions in this country came about because the, uh, if you go look at the 20s and 30s, the evil corporations at the time, the, mo- the bosses, were, were taking advantage of the large majority of American workers. So those workers needed to organize and to fight back uh, against the abuse that they were suffering, and the unions came out of that. So I support the unions uh, and the organization of labor to fight against large c- corporations, and they have every right to organize. 
But Elizabeth Warren is not about helping the working people. What she's about is to helping the elite. And what she's done is, and the Democratic Party, look, the establishment has two wings. One wing is called the Republicans. The other wing is called the Democrats. The insidious nature of the Democrats is they have convinced people that they're the party of the poor, the minority, and the working people, but they're not. If you look at the history of the Democratic Party, in fact, they have essentially done everything to enslave the poor, the working people. In fact, they're the ones who've spread racism across this country. They've pitted poor blacks against poor whites. That's what they do really well. So I would argue that Unions came out of independent struggle to protect their interests, and we need to go back to those roots, which is independent struggle, not to be aligned with the Democratic or Republican Party. Okay. Period. Like and it. that's where unions get their power. Okay. Let's go with this, um, this other thing that got me crazy today. You've got this Wayne Chapman, and I don't know if you were around in the 70s. Probably not. You, you know, he was a serial child rapist. And he had petitioned the state Supreme Court, who had the, and he got two psychiatrists to sign off on him. And my thing is, is this, that is definitely not a crime. I don't believe it's a crime. I think it's a sickness that can never be cured, okay? Because now this guy was arrested in prison of doing such lewd things in prison. And I know that you, you can understand what must go on be in there. So to be a real, to be a deviant in prison, you got to be really bad. 70 years old, he goes up for parole, child molester, does Shiva Dori go in and to protect kids say, listen, there's no parole for child molesters. I don't think there should be any parole for these guys at all. Look, what's, what, what's, you know, uh, what's happened is there's a culture in this country, it goes back to the fundamentals of hard work, excellence, that has made, when that, refl the reflection of even having to consider that is a reflection of this larger issue of acceptance of really bad behavior. We accept politicians who do really bad things. We let them, in fact, be career politicians. And, and I'm saying this is part of this larger arc right. of what we start accepting as not fair behavior. We need to go back to the fundamentals, which is you work hard, you live by the rules, and if you don't live by the rules, there's consequences of that. And we need to get back to educating our kids about that. And we don't do that. We need to educate media people about this who lie, who cheat, who don't give fair and Take balanced it access. Easy now. You do. You do. <laughs> you do, right, Joe. Man. That's why I like you. Well, but uh, but, uh, well. but I'm saying that we need to get back to fairness and excellence. This country was founded on meritocracy. That's what it was founded on. It wasn't founded on bureaucracy and who you know. It was founded on meritocracy. You work hard and you, 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 know, you excel and you were given a shot. And we need to go back to those very, very fundamental core values. Okay, I'm going to let you tell people, use my platform, how do you get a hold of you, uh, what, you know, what you need, what, what do you got to do? Look, look, the bottom line is uh, what we need is we need a movement. You know, politicians do not change anything. Republicans or Democrats, movements do. And the Shiva for Senate campaign is leading a movement uh, to really represent this state and this, and in, in my ways, to in my, in my opinion, to inspire a movement. And that movement is saying we are all independents ultimately. So money's not important. It's not money's not the issue here. All right, here you, you go. know, so we've been running this campaign on on a very tight frugal budget. In fact, I don't even know why these guys raise so much money. So if you want to help us. Go to our website, you know, 
Get our uh, two magnetic signs. Declare your independence. You know, declare your free speech rights. Put those on your vehicles. That's what we need. And go to Shiva4Senate.com. You can watch us on Twitter at VA underscore Shiva. Get a real Indian road warrior kit today. That's how you help the campaign. It's not, and you help yourself. Because what you're really saying is I stand up for free speech. I will not let the institutions of government control um, my speech. And that's what this campaign is really about. It's a okay. movement. Join us. You, yeah, All let's of us. do it.